It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny, Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. It is a beautiful Friday. And by the way, today just feels like just just not just because it's Friday, but it's just something. There's just something special, man. There's something that nice in the air. And what it is is the dead gum groundhog. You know, it's Groundhog's Day. My little homie came out. He did not see his shadow. That means we don't have any more winter coming. It's going to be spring all the way. These are scientific facts. So congratulations. Spring is on the way. And today, man, in the Mid-South, it looks like spring. It feels like spring. It is a nice, nice day. And we're locked. We're loaded. we got to talk all kinds of things from, well, the Lakers, without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, took down the Celtics. Austin Reeves went banana sandwiches. They're 500. They're still not very good. Somehow they beat the Celtics with nobody. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of NBA. Grizzlies fell last night to the Cavs. It's all right though. Trip was a uh, trip was pretty strong. They fought their little tails off. Fought them little Grizzly tails off. Just came up a little bit short. We'll talk some Grizzlies because uh, Stephen Adams, Ostaminiana Buenos Dias. I don't actually don't know what that means. Buenos Dias means good morning. Okay, it? what's Ostaminiana? See you tomorrow. See you. Well, no, no. How do you say no? No K. No Moss? No more? I don't know, man. I yeah, was just going to no say, no, no, no more, more Stephen Adams. No yeah. Moss, no... My Steven Spanish Adams, no is Moss. terrible, bro. But I'm basically trying to say, Stephen Adams, he's a rocket. Uh, Grizzlies get Victor Oladipo and three second round picks, two in 2024, one in 25. Luckily, we have... Hasta luego is what you're looking for. Hasta luego. Let's see you later. See you later, homie. By the way, it was nice to have you. We liked you while you were here, Aquamane. But damn, man, you've been injured for a while. And um, we only had you one more year on the contract. So Grizzlies got to do what the Grizzlies got to do. You know what I'm saying? So Steven Adams has been real. By the way, that means my um, uncle's going to get a new neighbor. Uncle Bob. Did I tell you the story about uh, Steven Adams coming over to get his cat off his roof? You have, yeah. That's um, having that big dude knock on your door probably be a little intimidating. You're like, oh, my God. Maybe it would be Victor Oladipo. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. But the Grizzlies did fall. We do have a trade, and we'll talk a little bit about this at 1130 to 12 o'clock because we have Jay Ham, the historian. Uh, we're going to talk all things NBA, Grizzlies. We'll mix up a little bit of Tiger talk in there as well. So 1130, 12 o'clock, it's going to be Hoops City. Hoops City! And we're talking about it. Now, me and you in the first segment are going to talk a little bit of NBA, I mean college basketball, by the way, Dacus. We're going to talk a little college hoops. I thought you were going to say NFL because we had the skills competition last night, John, for the Pro Bowl. Did you I watch did not that? know that. Oh, John, you missed that. Hold on. Are you being serious? Being 100% serious. Oh, gosh, no. On a, on a Thursday night, I did sure. not even think about it because yeah. uh, I don't know if you know, I was making money last night. Were you? Oh, women's basketball. Dude, I got. I'm, I, you know how fired up I am this Sunday? Uh, we got a good matchup this Sunday? Sunday, Virginia Tech. Like the Tech. first Sunday in forever that the Tigers haven't played. Women's basketball they, th- this Sunday, I'm going to make so much money, it's not oh, even okay. funny. You got 17th ranked Virginia Tech. The Hokies. At the 24th ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. That's on mm. TV at noon. Wow. You got the Rebels at 2 o'clock playing the number one team in the country, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Wow. And then that night, UCLA, number seven, playing number four, Stanford, at three. So let me just tell you a little secret. If you didn't know this, I am now up over a G in women's college basketball. I'm down $1,400 in men's college basketball. I have quit betting on men's basketball. I have no idea who I'm going to bet on until at least after the first quarter. Yesterday was after the second quarter. But, dude, I pounded Texas and under 127 and a half. Love it. Got them both. Last time I took the Gamecocks when they were losing to LSU, know that they were going to run out of gas. 
They were only playing six players. Don Staley had like a damn ten person road ten woman rotation coming in there, dominating. They ran out of juice. You can watch these games and figure it out, or I'm just the damn women's basketball savant. I might be that. And I'm keeping it going. Let me tell you something. I might not have been a big the biggest proponent to let's say televising women's sports back in the day but when now it first started. Let me tell you something. That's why dummy dummies like me don't make decisions. That's right. Because this is the smartest thing that's ever happened. Wow, John, we have a women's basketball game going on right now, actually. Oh, my gosh. I can't watch it while I do a radio show. Well, you can't watch it anyway. It's Northeastern Elon. But I I saw the score. I clicked on the NCAA women's tab on ESPN. I'm telling you, Elon's up three right now. If you're good at in-game betting and live betting and kind of seeing the action, reading the women is amazingly easy. Do you a little homework, watch a little basketball. You can just tell, man. You can just tell. Now, um, sorry about jumping on the women's basketball. Oh, one other thing I was going to tell you. Sunday has women's basketball wall-to-wall, so that's great because we have no football. You, yeah. you know, I got oh, something yeah. to bet on. Pro Bowl. I'm not going to be watching enough flag football, bro. Huh. I love uh, the NFL. John, you could go down to South Haven on Sunday. Memphis Hustle taking on G League Ignite. I'm probably good on that one, too. Julie Knight got Matas Buzelis on there. You've heard me mention him a lot of times. I love and uh, Ron Holland. I believe is Friday night, man's date night, bro. I got to uh, take no out. Sunday. I'm saying oh Sunday. Sunday. No Sunday. Sunday I'm Sunday. betting on women's basketball. Uh, I told you I'm making money. Sunday's about making money. I see. Yeah, I'm just trying to you know anybody out there looking for something to do on Sunday. And I tied ten percent. Don't you worry. Uh, by the way, uh, pickleball slam. Have you ever heard of this? Because well, I make money on Sunday, <laughs> and I was like, well, by the way, I tied my 10%. You know what I'm saying? Good. I get my profits, baby. I'm like, yo, what's up, what's up? Church says thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I was going to say this. This is weird. So pickleball, I've never played. And I saw this on Sunday because I was actually realistically worried about what I'm going to do on Sunday with uh-huh. football. Uh-huh. And I look in like, what the hell are we going to like? What, what am I doing on Sunday? Yeah. I found women's basketball, so now I'm feeling sure. better. And then I plop up because I'm looking through the whole sports schedule uh-huh. for Sunday, and it has pickleball slam too. Wow! Listen to who is in this. This who's I actually think I've playing. seen the commercials for this. Yeah, it's John McEnroe. Uh, yep, and Maria Sharapova. Uh huh. That's right. Like world champions. Yeah. Against Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi. Yeah. Like the two best. Like Mayor. Wait, is McEnroe American? Yeah, he yells at everybody. They're both Agassi and him. I just know we don't have very many good uh, American tennis players. At least that's what I hear all the time. They don't win the championships right. or whatever. You know, it's the the foreign countries. And Maria Sharapova is probably one of the hottest tennis players ever. Her and Akornikova, two best looking tennis players of all time. Uh-huh. And by the way, if there's a better looking one out there, let me know. 901-360-8255. 901-360-8255. The two best, I think, Sharapova and Anna Kornikova. Well, I'm sorry I got off. John, a couple weeks ago, I forgot what was going on. There was something big happening night of the national championship uh, game uh, when uh, when Michigan Michigan and Washington. Washington. Mm -hmm. That night, we had the collegiate pickleball championship over on CBS Sports Network. Is it college sport now? I I think it's like a club sport. Uh, But but these these it was co-ed. And uh, these these men and, and young ladies were going after each other. It was Florida and. Like UNC Greensboro, like it was a, kind of kind of a small school going up against Florida, um, but Florida ended up losing. I forgot who beat them, but Florida ended up losing. I just know that I'm rooting for uh, Sharapova's team. Mm. I think it's a good idea. Now um, we got to get into a little bit of college basketball because I wanted to mention last um, a few things. So Nebraska came behind. What a game, John! That's what I was going to say. This is. Like college, men's college basketball, I feel is so difficult. Like the women's game, I'm telling you, is much easier to handicap because when you identify the shooters on their team, these players are going to stroke. When you identify how they play, if they go down into the post with a big girl down there backing people down, like you can identify and see like what, you know, the way these teams play because they run offense, they run sets, they run plays. It's, It's a much more organized. There's chaos in the men's game. Like everything can look great for one side, and all of a sudden everything can turn because Wisconsin was whipping up on Nebraska. Yes, they were. 
that it reminded me of Memphis and South Florida. Mm-hmm. Think the game's in hand, don't you? Yep. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the team gets streaky hot. You can't put the ball in the hole to save your damn life, which freaks me out because Wisconsin made scoring on Nebraska look so easy. And then they could not they couldn't buy a damn bucket. Nope. It was it was wild. Then Nebraska gets that junt into overtime and pulls it off. I mean, they were down 16 at halftime, tied that junt up and won that junt in OT. Mm-hmm. And didn't just win it in overtime. They dominated overtime. Sure did. Like, Wisconsin ran out of damn gas. Wisconsin thought they won the game when they walked into halftime, and they didn't realize that Nebraska came out to play. It was – that that game for me is just one of those things that it's college basketball. And I can't believe I'm about to tell you all this, but I've been watching a lot of college basketball after the women's game. I watched Oregon and USC. Oh, what a game that was. Guess who was doing the halftime? I don't know. Who? Josh Pastner. Oh, Josh Pastner's been great on ESPN. He's, a, he's, he's been doing a little bit of everything. He's a fidgety lunatic. He's been doing ESPN. He's been doing like, Peacock, Peacock games. Yeah. He's been doing uh, Field of 68. He'll go on there some nights. Josh has been everywhere. But what I'm going to say is I 100% agree with Josh Pastner. He was like, you know, they were talking about all the crazy games that we saw last night. In college basketball and the crazy games we've seen this year in college basketball and all the, you know, ranked teams falling. Mm-hmm. This new style of college basketball with the transfer portal, continuity is an issue, but also talent moves so fast and so fluid that anybody in the country can win. And again, these aren't, there's not many teams like Cal's team who has that many young starters anymore. Mm. It's like a lot of these kids. I mean, look at Dead Gum Tennessee. My man went to junior college, then he went to Northern Colorado, and now Dalton Connect is like the best player in the Southeastern Conference, but he's also a, a senior, mm-hmm. fifth year senior. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like he's balling, and they got all kinds of dudes all over the country who can just play ball. Now, right now in Memphis, we don't because I don't know what the problem is, but damn, I don't want to get there. But anybody can win in Nebraska. Like the boys in Vegas had the, the Wisconsin Badgers yesterday, just a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I am going to tell you, I didn't play anything but women's college basketball last night. And then after I won large, I actually did take the uh, under when it shot up to 164-and-a-half in the Oregon-USC. And I got the under easily. And why did I bring that up? Oh, yeah, because I, I wasn't betting on college basketball. But I said to myself when I was watching – I'm going, damn, man, I should have loaded up on the Badgers. They were giving away money. I mean, at halftime, it was such a dominant performance. And it was totally like that. And Wisconsin came out in the second half and was a totally different team. And the Cornhuskers, I mean, it was, I got to give a tip of the cap. It was damn impressive. And whoever the little, uh, that Mast and Williams. Yeah, good player. Like they, they looked, I mean, they were hooping. And yeah. um, some dude off that bench, who the uh, CJ some yeah, hitting, uh, he was hitting threes like it was going mm-hmm. out of style. Yeah, he's a good player. And that's what I'm saying. Like right now, I'm getting into watching a lot of college basketball, and the more I watch, the more I have to say I can't believe it. I agree 100 percent with Josh Passner. It is hard as hell to tell who is really, really good to know what you're going to get on a given night. Um, you know, you heard like Memphis, you know, is having a lot of trouble right now basically getting up for games. They've lost four straight. College basketball is absolute lunacy. And then we also saw, and I watched last night, what is going on with USC? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's rough right now. What is going yeah, on with USC? I took Oregon. I mean, I took them under. Both, I mean, Oregon and USC came out in the first five minutes of the game and had like almost – had 53 points in the first, I think, seven minutes of the basketball game. That total went from 147 up to 164, shot way up. I went under, amen. But in watching that game, USC is terrible. Yeah, I mean, they are missing Isaiah Collier right now, but that that's still, I mean, they've been bad all year, and they were bad when Isaiah Collier was playing. But, yeah, this team's not very good. I mean, Bronny James is coming off the bench. Yeah. Didn't get a whole lot of play uh, or didn't get – I mean, he had seven assists. I can't – I mean, he – he. 
I could see where he could play in the NBA. He like, needs to be more aggressive. He's, he's not. He's, he's not, not very aggressive. aggressive. He has seven assists. Um, only took uh, five shots. He was two for two for downtown though. Yeah. Um, those were his all of his six points because he missed every mid range game and uh, at the rim uh, shot. Had a couple steals. Like you can see where he's got some talent. Mm-hmm. He's got a body. He's got a frame. But damn it, I don't know if like him and I don't know, man. That uh, that USC team, and I love Boogie Ellis, and I was watching Boogie, man. He was struggling last night. Yeah. Struggled mightily. Well, I mean, with Boogie, he's going to take a ton of shots, and so some nights they're going to fall, some nights they're not. Last they weren't night falling was, last uh, night. Yeah, it was night they were not falling. Yeah, and they just I don't I don't know, man. I just was shocked, and then this Oregon team, I'm I, I don't know. In the in watching that game, I'm struggling because I don't know if USC is just that bad, like that damn bad, or if Oregon could be really damn good. Oregon's been impressive. Uh, in they impressed play. me last night because they score. Everybody has everybody on Oregon can put the ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. They share the basketball. Um, I I don't know. I was just impressed with the way that Oregon played, and one of their like little studs was terrible last night. Their little guard, who's you know, I think he took most shots, um, Cousinard or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was he was awful last night, but it didn't even matter. Oregon smoked him by damn nine points. And it could have been a lot worse than that. Yeah. They called the dogs off. Yeah, and uh, no, they've been uh, – Oregon's been good. They're sitting first in the uh, in the Pac-12 this year. They, they weren't great non-conference, but they've been playing really well since uh, Pac-12 play started. And they've really uh, been doing all of this without Mookie Cook, who was uh, – you know, played LeBron James in a movie, um, so you know he's what? good. Uh, yeah, in the Shooting Stars movie, Mookie Cook was uh, – No, wait, who does he play for? Oregon. But he's injured right now, so that's what that's oh, what I'm okay. saying. I was gonna say I didn't been hear anything about this during the game, and I listened to yeah, no, he, I listened to old Bill and uh, man, Bill Walton is a lunatic, right? No, th- I mean this is a guy of uh, borderline five star, four star guy that a lot of people talked about out of out of high school. Who a lot of people had high expectations for him as a freshman this year, and has just not been able to stay on the floor because of injuries. I think he's played in four or five games this year before re-injuring um, whatever. I, th- I think I can't remember if it was a leg injury or, or a, an upper body injury, but whatever the injury is, he's back out with it, and so he hasn't been giving them anything. And Folly Dante, who it feels like has been in college since I was in high school. I mean, and Folly Dante has been around forever. Um, he's really been going off. I think this is his fifth year. Um, he's been playing really, really well. Um, so, no, they, they've got a good team. Man, and also like out uh, out west, just sticking in the Pac-12. You know, Arizona took care of business as well last night. I mean, they're just they're ridiculous. Yeah. So is is Oregon the second best team in the pack? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So the, outside of Arizona, really, they really don't have anybody else that's just dominant. No, not really. Too damn bad. But uh, talking a little bit of college basketball, and um, it, it's just it's difficult to to read. It is definitely tough. Um, but anyway, I'm moving off of that because I, you know, thinking of college basketball makes me think of Memphis, and I just don't even want to think about it right now. Tigers back in action tomorrow noon game on CBS. John against Channel Wichita Three. State the Shockers. That's right, the Shockers. Hold on, is it really? Really what? It's the. It's on CBS. It's on CBS. It, uh, yes, Channel Three. Damn, they ain't putting a very good game on tomorrow, are they? Yeah, this was a, a preseason planned game on wow. CBS. And Dave was telling me that that um, hurts. They are like trying something new on CBS, where they're bringing in um, uh, John Hollinger to uh, be like their do what? Like the dude who's the like the guy who used to work for the Grizzlies, yeah. and then he's he working works for, for the athletic. Athletic, right yeah. yeah, yeah. So numbers, dude. Yeah, so they're like supposedly bringing him no on, kidding. and he's going to be like an analyst on the game tomorrow, and it's going to be like super. He's going to like focus on like analytics and how like analytics are driving the game today and stuff like that. It's supposedly some sort so of. So is it going to be him and Dan for, Campbell? Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. No, Dan's Dan not the man, really an analytics guy. He just is crazy. I'll go for it on fourth down all the damn time, guy. Every time. Sticks oh. with his sticks with it, what he knows. Tennessee and Kentucky, though, is going to be wild this week. We got some really good games. Duke, tomorrow, North John. Carolina is another big game this weekend. You got Baylor, Iowa State. There's some, there's a, like, if you are ready for a little college basketball and getting back into it, because I know most people have been geared to the National Football League, college football up to the National Championship. You haven't probably seen many teams outside of the Tigers play. 
it is a it's a different world out there. Get on get on the tube this weekend. Um, Tiger in Wichita State, you can watch as well. You got Texas TCU in a desperation game for the Longhorns, who are three and five in the conference. Oh, by the way, Houston and Kansas play. Mm-hmm. I love Houston against Kansas because mm. you. Don't, I don't, you don't know trust, what the uh, line uh, is. Kansas has got six on, players that are average. They are not. They don't run. They played in out of the post with Hunter Dickinson. They're not going to out the athlete you. I think Houston's defense. I think Shed gets off. LJ Cryer. I I don't know what the line's going to be. It's in now. The only thing that scares me. It's in Allen Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. where Kansas does not lose. But damn it, you know what? It's the old do factor. They're due to get their butt whipped. Kelvin Sampson team, I think, can do it. I like Houston Saturday. That's the game that I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm probably going to. I'm going to take my chance. I'm probably going to come in here on Monday and complain that I lost mm-hmm. more money on men's college basketball on Saturday and won it all back on Sunday with the women's game. But we'll see. Uh, we got great college basketball, but we do have to pivot. It's time to talk with Jay Ham, the historian. We got to talk about the Stephen Adams and uh, Victor Oladipo and three second round picks, two and 24 and one and 25. We'll talk a little Grizznas. Plus, we'll talk a little about the Tigers. And then we'll just talk about the whole NBA uh, as basically it is right now. Like the Knicks have won nine straight. Jalen Brunson got a little emotional last night. 40 points, 50% shooting. He's an all star. He's been tearing it up. And uh, people up there in New York and Madison Square Garden. Or going banana sandwiches, thinking uh, the Knicks have the best record right now. Did you know since January first? Really? Yeah, um, they've been killing it. I think they're what fifteen? And, yep, fifteen and two since January one. So they're hot as a firecracker. We're talking NBA with Jay Ham on the other side. Sports fifty six ninety eight five FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends weekday mornings from ten to eleven. Here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus. And now, Jay Ham, the historian. We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to talk a little college game with a little Memphis Tiger action. Why are you just so damn bad, Memphis? Why are you so bad? Four losses in a row. Why? The last time I watched them was against Tulane. Man, I don't blame you, man, because you get nauseous when you watch them. No, it's not really. You know what I actually? Oh, I get nauseous. I, my thing with it is that I actually have to separate myself from the content. You know, the rest of the Memphis contingency with this. Y'all are some real emotional creatures. Damn right we are. And and thank you for owning it. I know I'm an emotional thank human being. Thank you for owning it. That that's the fun part about this is like you break down and pinpoint all of the emotional behavior that people do and they still get offended because you call them emotional it's you're human <laughs> it's part of it now my thing with that is that the one that gets me is that they gonna stress me out no no now you on the other hand i understand with you because you like to play with money i bet i was gonna say <laughs> so, i don't usually bet on memphis games because um the outcome i want to you know i don't want to be upset you, you, you but after separate. they hear what happens but here he, so they lose two stupid games mm-hmm. so i think to myself well damn there ain't no way they're gonna lose a third one you know what's funny? and then i do pull out my pocketbook and bet on them <laughs> and then they lose and then i say well there ain't no way they're gonna lose four because they're playing rice and rice is terrible Do we go back to the well tomorrow john no. Oh, there's no way they can lose five in a row, John. Let me tell you something. I, <laughs> I'm starting to find out with this team there is a if there is no will. There's a will. If there's, there's a no will in this team That's or no point. fight, there is a way for them to lose. I'm gonna tell you where 
Memphis fans and a lot of fans of college basketball teams in general are making one common mistake. Betting on not betting on women's basketball. Not just that. Not just that. Also watching more women's basketball. Hey, no, I'm, I, dude, I have now, I'm my Sunday. Hey, if the let me Monday line something. is going to get you to watch, cool. Can I tell you something? <laughs> let me just tell you something. I, I might have a new job. I might be the the best women's basketball handicapper in game better you know? in the history of the world. I've got three women's games I've watched this year. I'm now 6-0 and oh on totals and side in all three of them. There's Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Ole Miss, uh, South Carolina, UCLA, Stanford. Those three games on Sunday all in the tube. If I find I'm watching time, the first quarter, maybe the first half, and I will rock and I will fire if I find and I will time win. This week, I'm going to make you a graphic promoting you just as such. I was about to say, I think you can find like a corner. You can make a corner out That's of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is as long like as I keep making. Sell your picks. This like, we is can a great No, I can't sell them because I'm doing them in game because you have to watch no, it. John, you got to look. John, we, things we, have changed. There are things that you can get people to sign up for that you can send them. You can type it up, live bet this and send this, it out the to them. They up. get it immediately. I'm telling you, I have people, I know people that do that. We're going to make this happen. We'll figure it out, John. All right. I'm telling you, <laughs> I've never I've never seen a game easier to handicap while it's going on in, in my entire life. And I'm talking about the wins I've had or been, like, I mean, easy. Easy. It was like, man, it was like taking candy from a baby. Texas, man, Baylor didn't even – they didn't even belong on the court the way the Texas was playing last night. They couldn't hit their shots. Both teams came out and had like a real hot first quarter. That total shot up. It went under, and then these teams do do what they do. They packed it in. They ran a bunch of offense. They didn't take the shot till there was under ten seconds in the shot clock. They dribbled the ball up court. It wasn't a frenetic pace. Under got there easily. Bane. Here's what I want to know: Will this translate over to WNBA season? Um, no, man. Good question. Because I don't know, man. I, listen, it should. Well, no, I, it's gonna. That's gonna be a more difficult game to handicap. It would because be the real. talent, the talent it, is not as you know. It's not as wide. It's yes. a smaller league. You know, I get you there. It's what twelve teams. Just the bet the deal. aces. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. I'm just telling you, I mean, the women's the pro women's pro game. Now I have watched that and tried to uh, handicap that and bet on it, and that's that's hard. It's a tough one. Okay, that's like like but the college game, man. Let me just tell you something. Let me get back to you on this men's college game and the common mistake that people across the country are making. And you alluded Is to it on earlier. it. I'm getting no, killed. You alluded to it earlier. You're looking at a team, you're looking at their record, and you're saying they're absolute garbage. Yep. And you're doing this in an era where there is no, no continuity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I honestly, I don't know what's going on inside the Tiger locker room and in the practice facility and everywhere else, but. I think this is probably one of the drawbacks of the portal is that not just the lack of continuity, but then you have individual goals of players. Yep. Not necessarily that wanting fit to get to or play conducive into what the team goals are, but Cash trying to get to the show, they're trying to get this money, they're trying to do this, they're trying and to. And it's mostly, and, it's, and a lot of times it's your second, your third stop. You are basically beholden to yourself. Fifth year, of some team. cases, six years, seniors, you know, the whole deal. And they're veterans. So it's like the, it's like a lack of patience in some sense because you've been at that level for a minute and now it's all about positioning because you can't get NILs and things of that nature. But it's the way the G League moves. It's the way if you will, if those that are willing to go across the water overseas, how that moves. The NBA is already. It's way. So it's a lot that comes with that. You know, it's just in general. So it's a lot of, and it's not just here in Memphis. This is why we're seeing top 10 teams get beat by unranked teams on a regular basis all season. I watched Nebraska play an amazing second half last night. Wisconsin fall You probably didn't even watch Nebraska when Tyron Lue was at Nebraska. No, I did. Well, man, (laughs) what was that, the 96? No, no, that wasn't. It was 96 when he was there. Yeah. Because I used to watch them going down I was going to say, I did, I did, I did. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought, I was like, who, who, who said Nebraska? Who is this cat? And then I just like, stuck with it. Okay, Ty- Tyron Lue, he's nice, cool. But just, in, you know, and then that's the thing of it. It's like you'll take the most uncommon school that you won't think about, but 
You got dudes that are going to these schools. Even what the record is, these dudes are hungry. And so you got it's college basketball has become the Hunger Games. Come a basketball Hunger Games, like kind of like NBA Summer League in the sense where everybody's just they know like in Summer League, you know you're not gonna see this dude on the roster come fall, but he averaging twenty nine. <laughs> you know he, he getting buckets, so he might get an invite somewhere else, or he just upped his money for you know what he got situation across the water or. G League opportunity, whatever, you know. It's also, though, the other thing about college basketball with, uh, you know, the, you know, talk about there's not as much continuity. Um, the talent level, again, you have a lot more older, grown ass men playing the game, know the game a little better. Um, again, tons of moving parts, but again, it's become an older game. But it's not just that, it's the home court advantage. That I'm seeing, and it's kind of crazy, and I and it makes me come back to not just continuity, but talking about doing it for your own. You want to show out in front of your peeps, your fans. It gets you up, and it also seems like young kids today they need a little bit more motivation than say in you the know past. What is different though is that I don't think that the player fan connection is the same. Oh, I don't think so either. On campus. So I mean they they root for it and with a same with a similar passion. Damn it, man, home teams win a lot. Just think of like the O eight Tigers. You got Antonio Anderson, Chris Douglas Roberts, you seeing these dudes all the time and you've had you've been able to build this player fan relationship with them over a couple of years. It's different now because You'll get that third your dude that's transferring. He'll come in play a year. He might transfer again, <laughs> you know. Or that that senior that's got one last shot makes a great run. Same thing. It it's changed in that way to me, <clears throat> especially being a noted fan of Duke basketball because everyone hates Duke, and I'm like, why? Well, These they got a big game this weekend, by the way. They're, they're going to win tomorrow night. Wait, let me just tell you something. Y'all weren't around. Like, so, okay, this is going to probably surprise you. When I was a young kid, though, I was a Kentucky fan. I like – here's the thing. I like them, too, because I like Rick Pitino. Yeah, well, I went to – so we went and lived in Kentucky for a couple years. So went to Rupp Arena. Rex Chapman was shooting ball back then. Um, that was a fun team to watch. You got, I got into a little Kentucky basketball. So when Christian Leitner caught that damn pass and turned around and hit that shot on Kentucky – that made me just hate Duke. Now, that that's why Rick, I... That was Rick Pitino's fault. Man. Put a man in front of Christian. What are you I, doing? I agree. Well, <laughs> That's all Rick. Throw the ball. Oh, make Grant... It, it's, it, which I understand they probably didn't know the back history of that when they tried to run that play the time before Grant sailed the ball on the oh, other side. Sorry. But he had a... You you gave him a clear path for the man to make the pass and catch. It's two seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it, in the words of Hubert Brown, a lot John of time Hart now. Was crushed. <laughs> a lot of time now. It's two point one or whatever it was. Catch, plant, turn, drill the dribble, the whole thing, all in one motion, and he didn't miss a shot all night. You don't give that man an opportunity to beat you. Front him. And it was easy not to like them, man. They had, like, like he, little Bobby Hurley running around. He was crazy. 79 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Hill was 79 feet away from dude, and they completed that. But you get it back six years later when they walked him down in Tropicana Field with Tubby. Just in that same sense. Same, same packaging in that sense, new new coach, Patino was relatively new, then Tubby replaces Patino, and they walked that down with Jeff Shepard, Cameron Bill, Scott Padgett, Nazi Muhammad. I like that Kentucky team. Man, Kentucky yeah, team yeah that's fun. where Tubby got his championship was from Rick. Right. I mean, but <laughs> here's the fun part about that. Not all of them, but Tubby helped recruit some of them before he went to Georgia. Because he was on Rick's staff. That's true. So it's just, you know, that's why they call it historian. You are the historian. I actually watched some of that stuff on the SEC Network a few weeks ago, too. They were running a whole bunch of the college college basketball in the South series. And they ran through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and they profiled all of that. So it was like, that that, that would have been nice. So it was like, it was a good look back and a good kickback and review for me on that. But 
College basketball is just different, man. It but is. it's cool. Different. And we have a crazy game this weekend when we talk about Duke and North Carolina because North Carolina just lost, what, Tuesday? Georgia. To, uh, Georgia Tech. Damon Stoudemire beat Duke oh, and North Carolina. Yes. And Clemson. Year. Don't forget about Clemson. Another great win. Another good win. Yeah. Right. Damon's getting it done at Tech. Hey, He's doing awesome. I, I've always been a fan of Damon, even when he led the Cats to the Final Four. You know, with him and Khalid Reeves back there was about, what, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, that era of college basketball was the best. Mighty Mouse. The 90s. 90s, 80s college basketball was cool because it was grown man too, but 90s college basketball was like Dude, the infusion of hip hop. I was getting ready to say everything. that Michigan team Michigan like, started it. like hyped it up, got right. it going in a crazy, and then crazy you direction. Got, then you, you got the, cats the, like Glenn Duke Big Dog. Teams. Big Dog Don't Robinson averaged Big Don Robinson averaged 30 in D1 in a Power 5 conference in college basketball 30 years ago. Crazy UNLV and Tarkanian. Those squads. the uh, That Kentucky squad that Patino won with. Mm-hmm. It was 11 dudes that got drafted off that team. That 95 team that Jim Herrick had at UCLA. A bunch of pros on that team. Just loaded, you know, for all UConn with the squads Calhoun had. He was running out at that time. John Thompson was still at Georgetown. Georgetown was so cool. Black folks actually thought Georgetown was HBCU just because of John Thompson. <laughs> How he had it all bred in the package. We joked about that with Big John passed. It was like, yo, we actually thought Georgetown was HBCU back in the day. But then we find out it's like super, you know, just high-end, upper echelon. They're on that side of Washington, D.C. But then Big John got the drug dealers on the other side. He's like connected with the program, but they scared of John. It's like, how you punk out the drug dealers, you know? So it's like, it was just different at that time, though, in college basketball. Dean Smith was The 90s around. were different, too. Uh, the 90s were fun. Nolan Richardson coming into Memphis That's in the That's what I was talking about when I said Arkansas, man. Like uh, that dude. I hate what they got going on over there right now. Uh, you talk, well, I don't know. There's not much we can talk about. Yeah. There. But I will say, it is some crazy <laughs> stuff. And if you haven't looked to see what's going on with the program at Arkansas, because, again, this is a... If this was a rated R show, I still would have a little bit of trouble. You know what else I want to you know like rap about? Who? Vince McMahon. Oh, oh. Lord. Um, it, <laughs> Jay, you might have to stay till 1230 if we're going to talk about all <laughs> oh, this. Lord, Good Lord. Listen, listen. We got a lot of great college basketball this weekend. You have number four Houston playing Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, you have Auburn on the road at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has not lost at home this year. Auburn 16th in the country. You got also, again, Duke, North Carolina from Chapel Hill. Tennessee and Kentucky yeah. from Rupp. Yeah. Dalton Connect is that real dude. Yeah. But Kentucky has got an athletic squad that is fast as Cooter Brown. Tennessee puts their hat on defense. I think I think that game is going to be hella good. You know what I like on night. the Kentucky squad? Jeff Shepard's kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I believe that his mom and dad have some of the most vicious 21 games at the house. Oh, yeah. I bet you are right. <laughs> they, they, I mean, she's throwing elbows. She's probably the dirtiest one of the crew. Man. That is a basketball family. A true basketball family in a basketball-rich state. Makes well, sense. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back on the other side. we got to talk about the NBA and Vince McMahon with Jay Ham, the historian, right here on Sports 56, 98, 5FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. <laughs> Jay just busted into the mic. <laughs> happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. It is a Friday, um, and life is just wonderful. And I'm going to tell you a little secret, people. I got a little special announcement. The original Memphis beer 
Jay, you're the historian. Do you know what the original Memphis beer was? If I had to guess, I would say that would be Goldcrest 51. Oh, you are right. You are the historian. Back in 1906 is when Goldcrest was uh, first brewed. It was their premium brand here in the uh, in Mid-South. Best ingredients. And then, of course, Prohibition ended, like started, and then it screwed everything up. And then when it ended, they changed it to Goldcrest 51, not just Goldcrest. And I'll tell you one thing. They now are coming back Monday. That's right. It's made locally in Memphis by Soul and Spirits. It's Goldcrest 51, the top ingredients, the original flavor, the original everything. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be in your bars on Monday. It's going to be on the shelves at like your grocery stores and in your gas stations on Monday. Everybody be looking for Goldcrest 51. Nothing says Memphis, 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 Maine, like Goldcrest 51. I'm going to give me some on Monday for show. I can't believe y'all didn't give me a little bit a little bit earlier, by the way. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind me sitting here today on a Friday drinking Goldcrest, promoting it all I day mean, long. That, that would be the lick right there. I do, have an, I do have a reason, though, to bring it in on Monday and drink it all day long. This is true. I'm going to pick it up and bring it in. We're gonna, I'm going to drink. Oh, if you want to come and join me on Monday, I'm going to be drinking Goldcrest I'm 51. off on Monday, so, you know. Come on in. We're going to drink some beer. Um, I don't even drink beer, but I'll drink that that day. Ooh, I love drinking me some good old be beer. I'm either drinking Tito's or beer. I'm a very simple human being. So I got to stay away from you and the Tito's. And the Ooh, it. so good. So good. If life ever hands me lemons, I don't freak out, Fred, or stress. There I just make a lemon go. drop. Always go. make sure it's with Tito's handmade vodka. Now, we got to talk a little bit of NBA. Mr. Historian, how the hell the Lakers beat the Celtics last night? Little Austin Reeves went off. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are sitting there watching the Lakers play because neither one of them are playing. And the Lakers, who are a 500 team, actually won the game. What the hell was that? In Boston, right? Hey, man, you never listened to a Hubert Brown press conference back in the day when he was coaching here? Uh, did he say that that game was thrown? No. He always would say this. It's five games on the schedule that no matter what you do, you're just going to not you're gonna win. You're going to not gonna win. It's going to be another five. <laughs> that no matter what happened, what you do, you're going to win. It's just one of those nights. That's actually a pretty good point. It was, it was. It's just so – it was just so weird. Like, I mean, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves led Lakers team I mean, beat Boston. We can't shade D'Angelo Russell. This dude was an all-star before. He was. Yeah, man, but it ain't like um, – He's he ain't like Jalen Brunson who's now an all star. I mean that that's okay. By the way, what is Jalen Brunson doing? Did you expect? I mean, I know I'm a fan. I was I was a fan. He was my when he came that season that he came out of college. He was my favorite college player that year. Man, he's a national player of the year guard. point guard. He one of those dudes that tries to play bigger than what he really is because <laughs> he likes to take you to the post and show his footwork. He's a true like pros pro though and. Uh, Works a, descendant on his craft. Of, a descendant of a pros pro because his dad he's better of course than Rick Bronson was but Rick was just that type of a worker and you see where Jalen puts in that kind of work just with a better talent and and it's cool because he's doing it with Rick right on the bench yep you know he's doing saying? it right there and I like that part about it but they've done some good stuff with, Knicks know, fans also got to be a little bit pumped up, like because not only that, I mean they have the best record since January. When they 1, get rid of their owner, like the WWE, when they get dude uh, out of the way, it's going to be much better. Because Leon Rose has put some, he's went and got some talent. He's put together it nicely. The only thing that you got to hope for is that Tibbs don't run everybody's knees out of their legs. He's good for um, that. Listen, he get, I know he. They, they say he's the regular season, you know, wears you into the ground. You get to the postseason, you're always worn out. What about, like, man, iron sharpens iron, man. You're, you're ready to go. I mean, you can, he might have a stroke of luck with this one, you know. But I think they may be a real piece or two away because 
they'll be good and they can contend with Jalen. And you know, as far as like they can they can make people sweat with Jalen as the best player. Dude, Precious Achua is playing monster minutes. That's the key, is like you you building good hoopers around him. You still got Josh Hart, you still got Dante, White Dante. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, I didn't think man, I, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. This team this team is Yeah, they got some hoopers over there, you know. So in the trade that they made recently, them. they got they got OG. OG has always been all around hooper. They got some hoopers over there, and it's just you know it's just a matter of time before they able to really put it all together, you know, in that manner. But they'll be okay, you know. I don't. I think, like I said, they're good right now to make a team go six or seven in the second round or something like that. But no real threat to get to the finals, not yet, not yet. But they 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 legit though. They're formidable. Man, what do you think about Precious Achua? I've always been a fan of Precious. When he was here, the one year he spent here, it was good. The the the, the centers that came through for Penny that is now in the league, all them dudes can really play. They just it's more or less the right opportunity. You know, same with Jalen Duran and Jason, as well as um, James James Wiseman as well. It's just more really, really about the right opportunity for them. They came into it young. Some sometimes you're gonna be a little bit more prepared. Some guys will be a little bit more prepared just for the professional aspect of it. And some dudes it just take time. You know, they might not really hit that stride like that till they twenty four, twenty five, just like everybody else. Shoot, man. It's it's pretty wild. It is pretty wild. He's uh doing pretty good. And again, Jalen Brunson's playing out of his mind. Um when you look at the East, do you think the Knicks like it what's their ceiling? Let's say they get to, they can get to the second, you know, that Eastern Conference semifinal, they can push a six or seven game, make somebody go on the ropes. Before Milwaukee or Philly or one of those that just they can ultimately overwhelm them, or they can catch a nice six seven game matchup with a team like Indiana just by how things fall record wise and man can get a ticket in. Yeah, you know. So the fun part about this is that we've never seen this much balance in the Eastern Conference. Not in my lifetime. It's always been top heavy in the East, going back to when it was. Boston, Philly, Milwaukee in the eighties, and then Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, whoever was in the early nineties, and then just the Bulls and Knicks and Pacers. It's always, but we see more sub five hundred teams in the playoffs on the East than we have in the West. We've had seasons with the West where all eight won fifty. <laughs> I think the last time that happened was twenty ten. You know what the eight seed was in twenty ten? Oklahoma City. With Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. That was Harden's rookie year. They lost to the Lakers in six. All right. I got to switch gears and jump off the historian stuff for a second, okay? Because I got to give you a little bit of time. I know you wanted to mention something about the nastiest human being on planet (laughs) Earth right now, and that's Vince McMahon. The things I've learned because of Vince McMahon, I will probably be scarred for for life. Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. That's all I'm saying. Gift cards. Like, if you know what we're talking about. Bloomingdale's. You can go read his. Um, you can go read the whole you know, situation. The, you didn't catch the latest breaking news from that though. Any under like federal investigation? Yeah, he is. The feds raided his home and all that other fun stuff. And I believe that this is why Stephanie resigned like a year ago because she knew some of this stuff and it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be part of it. I've seen that it's been rumored that that's why Shane resigned a decade ago before he came back. He resigned in like 2009 and people kind of assume, oh, it's because Triple H was getting control over everything. Nah, Shane was rumored to know about some of this unscrupulous behavior and did not approve. Now, people could say, well, how could they not turn him? I mean, I can, you don't want to turn your dad in and go have him go to jail, you know, yeah. but, but <laughs> a turd is a turd. And he Bloomingdale's. That's I, that's all I can say. The turd is a turd. Bloomingdale's. You can connect the two together after you read the whole thing. If you got time, it's six to seven pages on it. Where you can find you can find you the can link find to it, it everywhere. Right. All you have to do is Google it. Go on X. Um, X has got it. Like there's some dude I looked up. He just had all the all the spots highlighted that you probably want to check out. But it's such a new. It's a new dawn and era in that industry right now because for the first time It's just in one crazy of to me years, that once Netflix pays for all those billions of dollars for what was it, Raw or I whatever? I mean, and they'll get, they'll do fine, they're still, you know, because 
the fact this that won't they're connected. You sure this won't? Like, I mean, this doesn't leave. I any- mean, we're going television wise. First of all, they need to cut Raw down from three hours back to two. Three hours is just too much. We don't even do three hour pay per views no more. <laughs> you know, so the WrestleMania is hard to do in general because it's like two nights back to back, four hours each night. It's rough. That's why, because they become a six, seven hour event if you do it on one day. So they split it up after COVID, which made more sense. But TV wise, we're in an era of short attention span. And wrestling, if you're giving wrestling like that, Raw, three hours, SmackDown on Friday nights for two hours. Then you got another two hours for NXT. That's seven hours of wrestling that you can also go back and find these shows and watch them on the Peacock app too. So it's like they're on, we're going streaming with everything anyway. They just, up there, Andy, in terms of where you can find them, because now you can find you can watch SmackDown on the Fox app, as well as on Peacock, and now you can be able to get Raw on Netflix as well as Peacock. They just put their... It's almost like they went... You know how TV shows used to go in syndication? Syndication through streaming platforms. Same thing. Same thing with that matter. WWF superstars used to come on here like... WLMT and Channel 30 or whatever back in the day. Then it, next city it's on another local station. Just the same thing with syndication. They're doing it there. Spreading their product. Man, we got to take a quick time out. Um, tell us where we can find you. YouTube.com forward slash at 94 Feet of Life. Trade deadline special 630 Central Time this Tuesday night. We going to see what's up. We probably going to create a few bogus trades just to have some fun for about 30, 35 minutes. It's 94 feet of life, man. That's what we do. Hoops. On the other side, we got a little Hardenwood. We got T-Money, Uncle Brasky. I got news on Michael Blue Blay. You know who that is? Michael That's Blue the, Blay. Uh, the concert kid, right? Like, yeah, he's a singer and yeah. piano player, maybe. Yeah. I seen him promoted a few times down at FedEx Forum. I never went to the I mean, show. I don't know. You he's going a to Canadian show? dude. No, no, no. But he's doing something with hockey. Like, he was doing something with hockey. You, you're the hockey guy. You didn't know this? I mean, is he, I'm guessing he's part of the All Star Weekend. He's part of the All Star Weekend. So he's Justin he was, Bieber. He was, he, he was drafting like people yeah. yesterday. So did Justin Bieber. Well, homie said all of a sudden in the middle of it, he said to the reporters, "I'm so sorry. This guy told me he gave me a microdose, and this ain't no microdose. I've just been <laughs> tripping on mushrooms, <laughs> and I just fell over." So we're going to talk about Michael Blue Blay, Alyssa Milano. We got Mike Tyson news, Mark Andrews. Not just a great tight end, but save somebody on an airplane. We got that and so much more on the other side. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Do lock the door.